Do you wish your life away waiting for Friday? Do you dread Sunday nights and Monday mornings? My wife and I have spent over a decade building an online business while raising a family. I quit my cubicle job to live the life I wanted, to experience freedom, and we want to help you do the same. We're Chris and Laura. Welcome to Fearless Together. So there are a couple of shows, or a few shows I should say, that our kids adore. And if I've learned anything after being a parent, it's that to make a hit children's TV show, you need only a few key ingredients. So let's go through, go ahead, go ahead and go through these shows and tell our audience what they need to know. Okay. These are the ones that have been literally on cue in our house. Over. Repeatedly. Oh my goodness. So much. So first off, we've got Robocarpoli. Oh, ro- wait, wait, Robocarpoli. Robocarpoli. I have no idea what this could possibly be about, but go for it. It's a super cute show. Little, like, animated police car. It's a never a dull day in Broomstown with the Robocarpoli rescue team, protecting the beautiful town's vehicles and citizens from all sorts of dangers. Robocarpoli. Okay. And his team. That That is uh, our, our middle son's favorite. Okay. That, that's his pick. Now, our oldest son, he prefers robot trains. What could this be about? Keeping the peace in train world is no easy task, but as five trains with the power to transform into robots work together, every crisis becomes an adventure. I wish life were like that. So, you know, these... (laughs) Yep, trains coming to save the day, you know, it's pretty cool. And then this one's just been a beloved favorite of, of... Everyone. Super Wings. Yep. Yep. We, Of course, yeah. We Super know Wings. Super Wings. Everyone knows Super Wings. All right. Description here. Jet teams up with the Super Wings, a group of airplanes that can transform into robots to tackle new challenges and work through issues that teach problem-solving skills. Okay. So we've got trains that turn into robots, planes that turn into robots... And, and cars. Cars that turn into robots. Yeah, so. ro- Robocarpoli. He turns into a robot. Yeah. I have an idea for a TV show. Toasters that turn into <laughs> robots. You might have something there. <laughs> so what's the point of this? So what we're talking about in this episode is modeling what works. These shows did not pioneer the idea of things transforming into robots that save the day. I think I think there might be a, there might be something that came before it something called like transformers that, that literally <laughs> and I'm sure that there was probably something kind of before that but regard so these these TV shows while they might sound like copy paste or whatever they're successful and that's because they we're going to use the nice word of modeled what transformers did and I know a lot of people might hear this idea of modeling and think, okay, that's just a nice way of saying stealing. And it's it's really not because when you look at any any business, there's multiple competitors in it. They're all just kind of doing their own flavor, you know? Yeah. You know, it's there's many companies that produce televisions, you know, and they're all they might have their different features or whatnot, but at the end of the day, a TV is a TV is a TV. And that I would mean, really offend my brother. <laughs> but I, it, at the end of the day, it's it, there are businesses that you can make, and you don't have to recreate, you know, the wheel. You don't have to invent something completely brand new. 
you just look at what something something that somebody else is doing or some other company is doing and you model it, you know, because if you want to go the route of creating your own new thing, you run the risk of investing tons of time, tons of money and finding out that you've got no customers. Yeah, that people maybe don't want what you're selling. Exactly. You know, so it's kind of a, in a way, a surefire way of a, a you, when you see businesses that are succeeding, you know that there are customers, there's demand for that kind of product. When, you know, Microsoft went out and decided that they're going to build a cloud platform, they already knew that there was demand for that because, and I don't know who actually pioneered the cloud platforms, but you know, Amazon was probably to market a lot faster than um, Microsoft was. They knew that there was a market for it. One thing that Microsoft probably should have modeled a lot earlier was the smartphone. As everyone knows, they were late to the game. They were absolutely late to the game. They didn't do it well and they waited too long. I mean, you got everyone's carrying an Android or an iPhone. Where's Microsoft? You look at people's computers, there's still a lot of Windows computers out there. Microsoft completely missed the boat when it came to smartphones. And you can, I mean, they're very vocal. Like, you can find articles all they day long. They, they know they messed that up, you know, but modeling is a, a great way to give yourself a chance at succeeding sooner and earlier because you know that there are customers that want what you're looking for. And this is something that I actually, I wish I had learned earlier because we, we talked in a previous episode about I would see competitors and I'd get intimidated. And really I should have seen my competitors and been inspired mm -hmm. and, and seen, wow, look how, great their site is look at how you know their interactions that they're getting from their their readers or whatever and and seeing wow that's working for them and then like you said find my own my own take on the the topic you know and i probably would have done fine it's just i always had that like oh i don't want to touch this because somebody else is already doing that but certainly uh the people who made robocar police certainly didn't care that there was already a show that was similar, you mm -hmm. know, robot trains and robot planes. Yeah. It they, didn't matter. It didn't there. Cause there's always going to be a market for that kind of thing. And kids, you know, kids who are really into that might not mind watching, you know, our kids watch all three of them, you <laughs> know, like to them more, the better. <laughs> the hard part is when we get to bedtime and then they want me to make up a story and oh, it's goodness, like, yeah. I have to try and remember which so show has which characters' names? So tonight it was Robot Train. Oh no, no, it was Robo Carpoli, and I'm like trying to remember what are the characters' names, and I'm like googling it really quick before I'm like gonna make up a story with the wrong characters. Oh goodness, oh good. All right, everyone, <laughs> sit down, pull up your chair. I am about to educate everyone on this. This happened to me last night when I was doing bedtime. Okay. So the kids wanted me to do a show. I don't even know which show it was. It's got the Alf character. Not Alf the alien, but... I see, and I don't know either. Okay. I'm going to guess Robot Trains. Okay, Robot one, Trains. One of them. Yes, it was Robot Trains, because I had they it turned winter, and the train tracks all iced over in my story. <laughs> so what I did was I said... Fill in the blanks? Kind of, yeah. I, I said, all right, guys, so the Robot Trains are at a picnic right now. Who's there? And the kids start I've saying... I've been doing that. I've so, totally been doing 
been doing that. So they start naming all the characters there that are there. I'm like, fantastic. And they're playing robots train soccer. And, and they, all of a sudden, who shows up? And they fill in the blank. Kind of. That's not how my story went. Oh, no. And I'm like... So, who kicked the ball into the tree? And then they named off one of the characters. I'm like, all right, so the ball's now in the tree. And who's going to save that ball? And, you know, they tell you. you know, so it was very collaborative. They, but they like that because, you know, like you said, it's collaborative. They get they get to help in making the story. Yeah. And then after we do story time, they always want questions. So then I just like, all right, who was at the picnic? <laughs> like, it's kind of almost redoing the story. But yep, that's pretty have, much what it is. They have a great time with it. So it's, you know, I, I am the pioneer of collaborative storytelling i to, i get the the title of being the person that that got them hooked on question time i wanted to make sure that they were listening to whatever books i was reading at the time and because at the t i felt like they weren't paying any attention so i'm like all right question time let's see if you were listening and now it's totally <laughs> it's mandatory it's it's mandatory they want question time yep Although it's it's mostly our oldest that participates, but anyways, reeling this back into uh, to modeling. So there is a book that I read called Blue Ocean Strategy. I read this years ago, so forgive me if I get some of the details wrong. But in marketing, um, they often use like this. I, I don't know why, but it's like this naval type of you know uh, illustration where you've got the a red ocean strategy and a blue ocean strategy. And the idea is like you're a ship that's sailing the marketing waters. The red one sounds terrible. I it don't is because one. there's so many ships all. So th these are your competitive industries where you've got tons of competition all killing each other basically. And the ocean is red there. And so uh, the idea is that, you know, you want a less red ocean or if possible, a blue ocean or and the cruise ship. Hanging and, around the blue. One, and the book gave numerous examples, but my favorite example was um, circuses, okay? Now, when you think circus, what do you think? Uh, red, and, red and white stripes. No, no, animals. no. Ringling Brothers, yeah, Barnum like, Bailey, like three the rings. Big circus or... tent. That, I was getting there. Okay, sorry. I, the, I, I didn't want my question. The red and white stripe circus tent with elephants and peanuts and. Uh, yeah, I, I, no, I was looking, but the brand. Everyone Ringling thinks Brothers. Everyone, that's important to the story. Okay, Ringling Brothers. Yeah, there. So anyways, you've got the Ringling Brothers and we don't want, you know, if you wanted to start a circus, how would you compete with Ringling Brothers? Well, it's like it was a three ring circus, meaning that they, at all times there's three things happening. And it's like you could add more rings, but <laughs> like that's, that's firstly going to be costly. And how how much attention can people pay to like five rings or, you know? Yeah, you're getting overwhelmed with stuff. So anyways, um, there was this business that started and they wanted to be a circus. So what did they do? They ended up incorporating theater and music and ambiance and it basically became like this mix of like performance art theater mixed with a circus and it became superbly successful called Cirque du Soleil. And which is totally not Ringling Brothers, totally not Ringling Brothers, but everyone knows it. And what they did was they found their blue ocean strategy. They they're like, we want to start a circus, but we don't want to just be like head to head with Ringling Brothers. So they went off and they started, they, they, they found an interest. I call them intersections. They intersected what they wanted to do with something else and they made something new. They found their blue ocean. And so they were able to compete with Ringling Brothers in a way. And 
I mean, sadly and poetically, I think they're probably still around. And I don't think Ringling Brothers is. They went bankrupt. Um, so, that, like, that's... I knew. I think it was the uh, animal rights. They, they forced them to get rid of the elephants. Yeah, and then people just didn't go. And then it just collapsed on itself. But circus, The circus has to have the elephants. <laughs> but, I Cir- but I think Cirque du Soleil is still going. So, that, that's just it just shows you... Uh, the power of it. I mean, they came in as the underdog and now they're like the last one standing. Cause I cannot, I know that there's other traveling circuses, but I can't possibly think of the name of any others uh, off the top of Not my head. Like big brand. Yeah. So that's really, um, and that, that's kind of what we're talking about is they modeled Ringling brothers, but they added their own flair to it. Right. Right now I wouldn't jump into every, I bring lots of things back to like digital because that's our comfort zone. That's where we're at. But like, I go good luck trying to start an operating system for smartphones right now. Like there's a few people that try to do it, but it's dominated. It's got Android and then you've got iPhone, you know, or iOS, I should say, you know, and trying to start like a cloud storage service. It's like, you've got Google drive, Dropbox, I'm Apple's iCloud, uh, (laughs) Amazon web services, Microsoft Azure. Like there's so many that, that's a very red ocean right now for a company to want to start something. They need to find a, a bluer ocean and you put you their know. own twist on that. Exactly. Thing. Yeah. And, and it could be something as simple as like, you know, we were talking about this with, um, I forget what it was yesterday on the, but someone, Oh, the search engines, you know, duck, duck, go came out with like the privacy search engine. We don't spy on you. So, you know, your cloud solution could just be like super secure. Everything's encrypted and no one can see anything. I don't know. But you got to find model what's working and then figure out how you can kind of tweak it, make it unique and and sell it. And it could be really simple. It could just be you, you're the personality, you know, it really is. It could be that some, you could literally sell the exact same thing as someone else, but be the face and the personality behind it. And I see that all the time in the information space. I can't count the number of people out there that are all selling search engine optimization courses and giving out the same material, but it is their branding. It's basically. their brand. People would rather hear, you know, uh, Spencer Hawes saying it rather than Rand Fishkin, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's really that that's the heart of it is there. There are so many search engine optimization courses and some of them are 200 bucks. Some of them are 2000 bucks. And it's it, the really the differentiating fact. Yeah. Some of them might be better as far as their content goes, but that's really, how do you judge that? That's really dependent on the person. But a lot of people are spending these differing amounts of money on the pretty much the same concept of a like an online course. And it's based off of they like that person better than that person. Yeah. I like the way they deliver their material. That's it. And that can be your entire business. You can be the face of your business and that can be a big enough differentiator to have a successful business. I hope people like us. <laughs> I don't know. Let us know. Do you like us? If you're listening to this, I sure hope you do. My it, mom will be like, I like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fearless Together. Make sure you subscribe and learn more at fearless.fm. That's F-E-A-R-L-S-S dot F-M. To your continued success.